This is Andre with LifeWater. LifeWater International is based out of Bentonville, Arkansas. We've been around for 47 years. Our mission at LifeWater is that we are Christians providing access to safe water and improved sanitation and hygiene one village at a time. We have projects in Cambodia, Tanzania, Uganda, and Ethiopia. Um, one village can be completely different from another village, even if they're just three miles apart. So safe water access can look like different things in different places. For some villages, it is putting in a well, um, using a system, a drilling rig to actually bore hole into the ground to find water. For other places, it can be that we find a reserved water system that has already been established and needs to be repaired. Or in some cases, like in Tanzania, we actually have an agreement with the government that we tap into Lake Victoria and we actually pump water using solar powered pumps and gravity fed systems. We do this because when you look at the global water crisis, there are 703 million people who don't have access to safe water. We make sure to use the word safe water versus clean water, because if you look at a bottle of water or a glass of water, it may look perfectly clean, but it may be filled with pathogens. And that's what we experience in the work that we do. Um, where we are, there are people who still practice open defecation, they don't have the different sanitation and hygiene systems that inset for their communities. So we go in and we educate them the importance of the things that you and I take for granted, the things that we do every day that don't even really matter to us. Um, but how if they're not educated properly, how if we just give them water, all they're doing is just perpetuating the problem. So we believe in a total behavioral change in a community. Um, we do that in a couple of different ways. Probably the most powerful way we do that is that we actually partner with the communities for three years before we give them safe water access. So we figure out what the best solution it will be. Is it sustainable? We set up different uh, committees in, in the village to go out and collect funds to help with the water project. Um, and then the latrine blocks, the changing stations, all the little things, again, that we take for granted, we make sure that they're in place in villages, in homes, in schools. And we also partner with the local churches in the community to make sure that the churches are equipped with safe water access, sanitation and hygiene. We are completely funded by donors. Um, we truly believe that you know God has called us to help with this global water crisis. Um, and we believe that there are other people out there who have the same heart and same passion as we do. So even if you your affinity is the gospel, if your affinity is empowering women, if your affinity is children, if your affinity is sustainability, we have something for everyone to get engaged, to get involved. Um, we encourage people to visit our website, lifewater.org slash donate. It gives you the opportunity to donate either a one time gift or a recurring gift. Um, but it's really interesting how far our dollar goes whenever we go to these, pro these program areas. Um, $5 is all it takes to give one person safe water access, sanitation, and hygiene for one month. So you think about the amount of coffee that you buy during the week or the amount of bottled waters that you might have thrown in the back of your car. Those That $5 right there could give somebody on the other side of the world access to safe water, sanitation, and hygiene. Doing that math, that $60 will give somebody that for a year. And our programs run for three years, so $180 technically gives someone safe water access, sanitation and hygiene for the duration of our program and changes the trajectory of their life. We know for a fact, though, with the work that we do, that every two minutes, a child under five dies from a preventable waterborne disease, uh, something that can completely be avoided in doing the correct 
educations for hygiene and sanitation. Um, but there are over 800,000 people who die every year from diarrheal diseases. Those are the number one causes of death in these areas that we deal in uh, because of the way that the pathogens can cross and contaminate the water very easily. So every single day, there are people who are dying because they don't have access to safe water. Uh, even more than that, if you visit our website, you'll see pictures of women and children. They're carrying these huge jerry cans. Each one of those jerry cans holds about five gallons of water. When they're filled to the brim, they weigh about 45 pounds. Uh, culturally, it's the responsibility of the women and children to fetch water. That means sometimes they have to fetch water multiple times a day. And sometimes the nearest water source before we're able to go in and give them a safe water access point can be anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half away. So women and children are walking multiple times, hour and a half, carrying 45 pound cans of water uphill and downhill, sometimes with one on their head, sometimes with a baby on their back, in the rain, in the heat, it doesn't matter. All while knowing that the water that they're bringing back to the villages could possibly make people in the village sick and possibly kill them. Uh, so again, problems on top of problems. If somebody in the village gets sick, they have to sell livestock to be able to to pay for a doctor's visits. We have stories of women who have fallen and broken legs uh, just from the sheer weight of having to carry these cans multiple times a day. And then we also have the impact that it has on children. Um, you know, we are a very child focused organization. Uh, and then we look, we see that in areas where we aren't established, we can actually see that there is a drop in the population of schools. Um, most of that is because children, again, culturally, they are the ones that are responsible for fetching water. So they will have to drop out of school in order to bring water back to their villages. On top of that, young women, whenever they hit 13, um, a lot of them have to drop out of school because they don't have the proper changing stations or the privacy or the decency that they need for the changes that they're going through their lives. And also, it's such a stigma in that area. We go in and we teach the importance of of menstruation hygiene, uh, why it's important. We educate that God created women this way for a reason, and we are working to erase that stigma. And we've actually seen a boost in the population of schools. We've seen schools have about a 200 uh, child population, jump all the way to 800 children attending school because they no longer have to leave home in the middle of the day to fetch water. Or if a girl is, is going through her um, menstruation, she doesn't have to leave school because she's embarrassed or because she doesn't have the correct supplies. One of the stories that comes to mind, uh, we recently heard about this 16 year old girl in one of the villages that we serve. And she was just, you know, not only overwhelmed with the stress of being a teenager, but, you know, juggling schoolwork, family chores, responsibilities, which included fetching water. And in her case, it took over three hours. So imagine, you know, you're just a 16 year old trying to live your life. You have enough things that are going on already. And then on top of that, you have three hours of your day, every single day that are blocked out just for fetching water. And again, weigh that with the thought of that water that I'm fetching, that I'm bringing back to my village, could possibly make everyone in my entire village sick, could possibly kill multiple people in my village. And being 16 years old, that's a heavy load, you know, that's a heavy burden to have. Um, since we were able to go into the village and we were able to establish a safe water point, her family and herself, they only have to travel five minutes now to get water. So just that burden, that three hour burden that she had to carry on top of those 45 pound jerry cans that she was lugging back to her home every single day has been relieved because now she knows that the water that they drink is safe water, is clean water, that their sanitation has improved, their hygiene has improved, and now she can go and just be a regular 16 year old child again.
one of our values is empowering women. And one thing that we have uh, noticed is once the women in a village feel the empowerment to be able to make choices that aren't dictated around having to fetch water every single day, not only do they benefit, but the village benefits. Uh, one story that pops into mind is a, a woman in a village who she made bricks. That was her main source of income throughout the year. However, you know, with the rainy season, sometimes it wouldn't rain for months. And then whenever it was raining, the bricks, you know, the mud that she was trying to use just wouldn't work properly. It was too loose. Um, but whenever she was trying to make bricks, she would have to journey, you know, 30 minutes, an hour just to fetch water, make a handful of bricks. Ever since we were able to go in and give her a water access point in their village, she now has water where she has been able to make bricks nonstop uh, since we were able to put in that water source. So it doesn't matter if it's a rainy season or not. She's able to produce a product and she actually has sold these bricks to other people in the village who then have started their own businesses from the shops that they built from the bricks that she's made. So we've seen complete 180 turns in villages, uh, lifestyles, mentalities, most importantly. It's all about behavioral change. And at LifeWater, we think that's the most important part. We're thankful for anyone who partners with LifeWater in any form or fashion. Monetary uh, gifts, prayers are greatly appreciated. We need this because the work that we do can be hard. It can be discouraging, but water is life. Uh, it is essential for the people who are living in these villages. And every two minutes, a child under five dies from a preventable waterborne disease. It's preventable. There are things we can do. There is a crisis, but there are actions we can take no matter how far away we are from the field. So we're thankful for everyone who has considered giving to Life Water, who has prayed for Life Water, and for helping us making our mission of reaching every child in every village as effectively and efficiently as possible.